Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and its related services were all down yesterday for more than six hours. And while some relish the break in social media, a lot of businesses and people were left in the dark. A reminder of how reliant we are on the social media giant. I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. With me to dig into this is the head of our breaking news desk, Carrie Mihalchik. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks for having me. So you caught this fairly early, but I'm curious how long it took for you to realize that this was such a big deal, especially as it dragged on. Right. So we started seeing people saying Facebook and Instagram were down a little before noon Eastern yesterday. Um, and we also noticed a lot of reports were coming in to, to Down Detector, which is a crowdsource site where people can report outages. Um, but what really caught our attention was that it wasn't just Facebook that was down, but the whole family of Facebook sites. So Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, and it was a global outage. We checked in with our reporters in the UK and Hong Kong, and they confirmed the sites were down there as well. So small outages happen all the time. You know, they're normally pretty brief and somewhat localized, but all of Facebook going dark at the same time, that's pretty unusual. And then, you know, uh, as it expanded and dragged on, I mean, everything was down for about half an hour before we got any kind of confirmation or response from Facebook. Um, so so pr- pretty pretty quickly, we realized that this wasn't business as usual. Right. And, and what actually caused the outage? I know Facebook, there was a bit of a trickle of information. They finally came out last night with some clarity. It was still a little ambiguous, but do we have an idea of how this all got started? Sure. So, so Facebook blamed it on um, a faulty configuration. And I'm not going to get too technical, um, but basically the company was making an update to some of its systems that control its ne- network traffic. Something went wrong with that update and Facebook systems weren't able to communicate with each other. This had a cascading effect, basically making it impossible for us to find Facebook and its other services on the internet. I mean, so in essence, the company accidentally disconnected itself from the internet. <laughs> and just to be clear, like we don't think hackers are involved, right? This was a Facebook problem? Correct. There's, there's no evidence that hackers were involved. Um, Facebook last night said it hasn't found any evidence that user data was compromised during the outage. Um, this was likely someone at Facebook having a really rough Monday. <laughs> well, I, I know a lot of folks made light of the fact that this, this outage will cause a little, gave us all a little break from social media, which, uh, you know, I think we can all agree is a good thing. But it but also caused some pain, too, because beyond status updates and, you know, family or food photos or your news feed, Facebook actually powers a lot, right? Give, give a breakdown of some of the things that it, it actually, you know, runs that that really got shut down and and uh, were were kind of in the dark for hours. Sure. I mean, it's easy to poke uh, fun at Facebook being down. And there were plenty of memes going around yesterday. Um, but businesses that you, you know, they use Facebook to communicate with customers and in some case to to take care of transactions. Um, a lot of organizations and local governments use it to get important information out to people. So all that was cut off. 
And people also use Facebook a lot to sign into other apps and services. So because of the outages, people might not have been able to log in to other websites, shopping sites, maybe their smart TV or other home connected devices. Facebook has really sort of ingrained itself into people's daily lives, whether they're fully aware of their or not. So the outage was felt in a multitude of ways. Right. And I know in certain countries where connectivity is not that great, Facebook, in essence, is the internet there. And so for a lot of folks, you know, they were they were really left in the dark. Uh, and then there's WhatsApp, right, which isn't as popular here in the U.S., but I know is widely used, like two and a half billion people. Like, how, how big a deal was that? Yeah, like you said, I mean, I mean, WhatsApp is is pretty popular, but especially outside the U.S. company says it has more than 2 billion users in over 180 countries. Um, you know, it's a place where people go to chat and be in communication with family and friends. Uh, it's a place people share news and information. Uh, a lot of people also use WhatsApp to message businesses where they can browse and buy things. So um, it's sort of an essential part of a lot of people's daily communication. Yeah, I know uh, our my son's school's PTA group holds all their conversations on WhatsApp. And I was actually thankful for the break, frankly. But uh, I also have friends and family overseas. I use WhatsApp pretty widely, uh, pretty regularly because of that. Um, and and the, the outage actually had a bit of a spillover on Twitter, right? It even mentioned there was a bit of an impact. Yeah, the company, I mean, uh, it seemed, seemed that Twitter was enjoying itself <laughs> yesterday. Uh, but yeah, but they mentioned that because there were more people than usual on Twitter that some people, um, you know, were having issues seeing replies or getting direct messages. Um, and that's, you know, the sort of thing we're expected to see, you know, when it comes to outages or hiccups with services. Um, but yeah, but, uh, a lot of people went to Twitter to, to both complain and, and also sort of revel in <laughs> Facebook's misfortune. Well, I mean, I think even Facebook had to go to Twitter to post an apology, right? Like that, that must've been a pretty good moment for Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, this is also bad timing because today the Facebook whistleblower, Francis Haugen is testifying before Congress about how the company's prioritized profits over hate speech and misinformation or containing hate speech and misinformation. What are we expecting from her today, um, especially on the heels of her, you know, big interview with 60 Minutes on Sunday? Yeah. So, I mean, I think today we're expecting lawmakers to try to get a better sense of what Facebook knew, when it knew this and, and how it chose to act on this information that it had, that, that its platforms might be hurting people. And also sort of like whether or not the company sort of actively walked away from that information or even tried to sort of not respond to that information. Um, so I think, you know, they're hoping to be getting a lot more details um, um, from her today during this testimony. Yeah, I know there have been a lot of comparisons to Big Tobacco with Facebook, which which I know Facebook has pushed back and, and has dismissed. Um, but I think there's a point that was made by someone that I, I saw, I think, on CNBC that or CNN that, you know, uh, as, as huge of an impact as Big Tobacco had on health, like Facebook's impact is not just on, on like mental health, but also like with democracy. So the impact and the, the stakes there are, are potentially even higher. Uh, I'm curious that the scrutiny over Facebook has been ramping up for a while now, really more than a year, almost two years at this point, especially with lawmakers. I mean, do you expect 
more regular or actual regulations to come down on social media and Facebook specifically? Uh, at this point, it's probably more of a question of when are we going to see regulation and what form is that regulation going to take? Facebook is and, and social media in general are facing a lot of scrutiny, uh, especially after those Wall Street Journal reports recently um, on Facebook's impact about teens and younger users. Um, lawmakers are looking for answers and they're looking for ways to make sure that people are protected. Yeah, no, I think the, I think you're right. The, even at this point, Facebook admits that you know it supports regulations. Of course, I think they support regulations where they have a hand in, in drawing up what those laws are. So I think the, the question is is whether or not the, the laws that we get will actually have some teeth, uh, or Facebook kind of remains in the driver's seat and steering the conversation around what those regulations look like. Carrie, thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>